You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Today, although what we're going to do is going to lead to miracles, Amen. in the course of this week, we're going to have some time of prayer. Like, like I said on Thursday, on Thursday morning, I said that we're going to have some prayers this week. And what we're praying about is you are going to... How many people has God spoken to in the course of this year and what he has said has not yet come to pass? Come on. Okay, fine. So we are going to press in. You're going to take every word that God has spoken to you. Okay? Every word that he has spoken to you and we are going to bring them from the realm of the spirit into the natural Okay? Yeah. And this is also going to be an opportunity for you to press in for God to do things. For you to ask God to do things. Yes. So if you are shy in your asking, huh, you need to listen to Thursday's message. Okay? To prepare you for that. The message on Thursday, I don't know if it has been uploaded, but listen to it. Get onto the podcast, listen to that message, all right? Because I talked about asking. Huh? I talked about asking. So you need to ask appropriately. There's a way to ask in order to receive. How many people know if somebody just walks up to you and says, uh, give me, give, give me 1,000 rands? You, 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 you. He just walks up to you and says, give me. Even if it's your son, first of all, you knock his head <laughs> and say, is that how to ask? You see? So in, when it comes to the things of God, we don't understand that they, they, there are also um, uh, protocols involved. There's a way to ask. Hallelujah. And if you ask appropriately, there's nothing he cannot do. He's ready to do anything. He says, if he did not withhold his son, huh? how much shall he not freely give you all things? And, and religion tells us that God only gives, meets your needs. Huh? How many people have said that before? Okay, you don't have to raise your hand. It's preachers that said it, so if you said it, it's because you heard somebody say it. But it's not necessarily biblical. He supplies your need, but there is a place beyond your need Amen. that God also supplies. Okay? He is El Shaddai. Yes? Amen. He's not only Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh provides what you need now. But El Shaddai, that's where the excess comes. So when he manifests as El Shaddai, he's not just meeting your needs. He's showing off. Hallelujah. He's showing himself to be the one that is more than enough. So do you want barely enough or more than enough? Okay, so then you need to, you need to um, have 
faith not just in him as Jehovah Jireh, but you need to exercise faith in him as El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. All-sufficient one. Do you know that since God put Adam and Eve on earth, all the minerals and the resources he put on the earth, he has not added more. Did you notice that? He didn't come back to say, oh, um, the earth is about to run out. Let's add some more diamonds here. Let's add some more. No, 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 no. There's more than enough. But it was right from the beginning. And there were only two people. Now we're seven billion. Imagine that. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, so this week we're going to be praying in the morning, early morning. We like to pray early in the mornings. Amen. How many people don't like early mornings? <laughs> okay, just, just repent. Okay? God will just give you grace. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should do evening for some people. Ah. Okay, we we'll do early morning and evening. Yeah. Huh? Yes. You say yes. <laughs> but I want us, we, this year, we, we want to finish on a very high note. So we'll continue to pray, we'll continue to press in, we'll continue to press in and put more pressure in the spirit. More pressure, more pressure, more pressure. Hallelujah. Because there are those visions he showed you. There are those words he gave you. There are those promises he gave you. There are those revelations he gave you that you need to take by force. The kingdom suffers violence. And the violent take it how? By negotiation. The, 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 the violent take it by begging. No. Mm? The violent take it by trying. No. Hmm? Doesn't come like that. It requires a fight. That's why it's called the fight of faith. The good fight of faith. Amen. So we'll be here at 5.30 in the morning. We'll pray. Okay? And then we'll be here in the evening as well. And we will pray. So we'll pray morning and evening. Morning and evening. Morning and evening. Morning and evening. You hit it in the morning. Then you hit it at night. You hit it in the morning. Then you hit it at night. Glory to God. I want to see some mind-blowing testimonies. I want to hear mind-blowing testimonies. I want to see miracles happening. Miracles popping from every corner. Hallelujah. So we're going to do that. Amen. Amen. My Lord. My Lord. So I want to share with you briefly on what I call the danger 
of Christian inaction. Okay? Inaction. Not in action. Inaction. It's one word. Okay? There is danger in that. In other words, if God gives you a promise and you don't act, it can be dangerous. Dangerous in a sense that you can lose it. Are you getting my point? You can lose it. So the fact that God said it does not mean that you'll get it if you don't act as you should. Interesting. So, I don't care if an angel walks up to you, if Gabriel himself comes from the throne of God and says to you, the Father has sent me to you. And this is what he wants to do. If you don't do something that you are supposed to do, you will just be living in a fool's paradise. I'm telling you. And every instruction has different uh, actions that are required. It has different things. So let's start by looking at um, First Timothy, First, First Timothy, chapter one, verse eighteen. First Timothy, chapter one, verse eighteen. It says, "This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you." Can you see that? According to what? The prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage uh, the good warfare. Huh? But it's a prophecy. Why war? Why do I have to war if God has spoken. Why do I have to do anything? What will be, will be. Come on. Huh? Paul did not tell Timothy the prophecy will happen. Just God said it. That settles it. Just wait for it. At the right time, it will happen. <laughs> Obviously, there are time frames for certain manifestations. But the point is that there is a requirement on our part. God expects us to act. God, like here, He's saying, in fact, you're not just to do something. 
Here, Timothy is instructed to wage a good warfare. Huh? Not to go and chill. Alright? There's a time to chill, but there's a time for war. Come on. There's a time for war. And if it's time for war, you better fight. You better fight when it's time for war. So that's why we need to engage some forces. Engage some forces. My Lord. By them you may wage a good warfare. Let's read it in the in in a, in another version. He says, Amplified. This charge and admonition I commit in trust to you, my Timothy, my son, in accordance with prophetic intimations. <laughs> which I formerly received concerning you. Huh? So that inspired and aided by them, you may wage a good warfare. Can you see the Amplified? Inspired and aided by them, you may wage a good warfare. So God's word is supposed to aid you. Those visions you see are supposed to aid you. Those promises God gives to you are supposed to aid you in your warfare. They are not for you to cross your legs and say, wow, such amazing prophetic words. And you go all over the place collecting prophecies. Some people's baggage of prophecy is overweight. If they have to travel with them, they are too heavy. They cannot move. Huh? The prophecies are too many. No fulfillment. Say it's dangerous to be inactive. It's dangerous to be inactive because you are in danger of losing God's promise. You're in danger of losing God's promise if you don't do something. So people are being deceived. They're going from place to place looking for someone that will solve their problems. Meanwhile, God has spoken to them. And they are inactive. They're inactive. They cross their hands, their feet, and, and they're looking for who is that anointed person that will make it happen for them. You see? So that's why false prophets will continue to prosper. Why? They prosper because of the laziness of God's people. 
Hello? So, the laziness of God's people is what feeds the false prophets. So, in other words, if God's people will wake up and start taking responsibility, some guys will go out of business. Yeah, I'm telling you. They'll go out of business. And that's why they don't want you to know the truth. So that you can keep coming back for more prophecies. And more prophecies. And more prophecies. And more prophecies. Now, the Bible says despise not prophecies. So I'm not, I'm not undermining prophecies. But I'm telling you that the fact that you have a fantastic word, prophetic word, does not guarantee its fulfillment. It doesn't. If you don't do something, it's dangerous to be passive. It's dangerous to look for a magic wand. To look for a, a a genie lamb, huh? And a lamb that you can just, you know, just rub it and the genie will come out and you just make a wish and it will happen. That is in Disney World. It's not in life. It does not happen in the real world. It doesn't happen like that. In the real world, you fight. You act. You take steps. You take measures. Hallelujah. And that's what we want to do. Come on. So instead of when you get the prophetic word, you need to now ask God, Lord, what am I, what do you want me to do? You see, it's like when, um, when the angel visited Samson's mom. And told her, you are going to conceive. Remember? She now came and told her husband. This is the message. The man said, so what is the manner? How are we going to raise this child? Was that not an important question? Very important question. It was, I mean, that, that instruction was so vital yeah. that Samson, Samson could have missed his calling. Yeah. But why didn't the angel just volunteer the information? Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, Manuel, uh, Samson's father, I just, I just thank God for his life. Why? Because he was a man of action. He said, oh wow, the angel came. Yeah, it's going to happen. Ha ha ha. My oh my. It doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. There is a way to conduct yourself. 
after every prophetic word. But if you don't ask, you don't receive. You have not because you ask not. You assume. You see, you see a vision and you just assume you've got it. Or you see a dream. God speaks in dreams today. You know that it's one of the signs of the end times. Okay? It's one of the signs of the end times. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. So God speaks in dreams as well. I know Satan speaks in dreams. And sometimes your brain speaks in dreams. But God does speak in dreams. So he can show you things. But oh wow I saw it. So what? What next? So you should always ask what should I do with this? And then you start doing it. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So, it's important for us to do something with what we've received already. Amen. How many people have received something? I mean, God has spoken something to you. You can say this year. God specifically spoke to you. Okay. So, what have you done? It's not too late. Amen. It is not too late. We have to press in now. And say, Lord, I'm ready. Instruct me. Speak to me. Show me what to do. To bring this to pass. Show me the way. To get there. You see, God can show you. He can show you something. But the fact that you saw it does not mean you saw the way. Yeah. Huh? When the Lord called us to this country, I had a vision and I saw, I saw a man in Cape Town that said to me, come over to South Africa and help us. But God did not, did not show the way. He just showed the destination. And how many people know from Lagos to Cape Town, it's a long way. I, 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 I can't just walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just walk. Even if you can walk, what direction? You need to know what direction to go. So the fact that you saw it does not mean you know how to make it happen. You don't. But sometimes our pride does not allow us to seek God. Because once we see, we conclude that we know. Can you see how we miss God? 
One of the things I discovered, and I'm, and, and I'm going to teach you, because the fact that you see a vision does not mean that you got it. Yeah. You can see, you can have a, a dream, and you don't even understand what you saw. Is that not so? And you are trying to figure out, um, okay. Then you go and search, um, you go and search Google. Yeah. You go and search Google, then some new age person tells you, you know, this is what this means. And you now take it and you think that God has spoken to you. Huh? I was listening to someone on the radio talking and trying to interpret dreams on the radio. And I was just, I'm like, oh my God. Now, I know it is possible to interpret dreams on radio if it is God. But this was totally, totally off point. Nothing biblical about it. Hmm? Oh, if you see a snake, this is what it means. If you see this color, this is what it means. And if you see this, this is what it means. Now, there are symbols for interpretation in the Bible. There are keys to interpretation in the Bible if you will search for them. But the main fact that someone calls himself a dream expert. Huh? And people call to consult that person does not mean that it's, it's, it's biblical. Everything must be biblically based if you are going to avoid error. Are you getting my point? If you are going to avoid error, must be biblically based. So, what are we saying? We need to act. We need to act. Amen. Amen. Faith without works is? Amen. You need to show your faith by your actions. Amen. I can give you several examples. Look at Mary. The angel comes to her and says, you're going to conceive. Hmm? You obey, son. His name shall be called Jesus. He will save his people from their sins and so on. You know that Mary could have just gone. And say, wow, that's powerful. Powerful. I, I receive it. And then just go and like. But she said, how? 
Now, her question was not a question of doubt. Which is different from Zechariah. They both asked how. One was a question for clarity. The other one was a question of doubt. You see? So she said, how shall this be? Seeing that I know not a man. So she understood that the angel was not saying it's going to happen in the future. As the angel spoke, she knew that it's happening now. She knew. Because as he's speaking, that word is entering into her. And she said, but how is this going to, how? Then the angel explains, the spirit of the Lord, of the most high, will overshadow you. Huh? The angel didn't rebuke her for asking. Some of you that like to rebuke people that ask questions. Hmm? If they don't know, they don't know. So, the Spirit of God will overshadow you. And then you will conceive. And she said, what? Let it be unto me according to your word. And that sealed it. That sealed it. God didn't require any help from her. God only wanted her womb to be made available. (laughs) You see, her own action was to avail her womb. She could have said, no, that's never happened before. Where have you heard of that? Where have you seen that happen? She could have said that, but she didn't. So, the Spirit of the Lord, he explained to her and told her, look, this thing, I've said it, but the Spirit is coming. And he's the one that will make it happen. And she said, fine, I'm ready. My womb is available. Do your work. So, she participated by providing her womb and providing her faith. Can you see? And then the angel says to her, your cousin, Elizabeth, is already six months pregnant. You know that one you people used to call barren? Six months already, in her old age. (laughs) What is impossible with men is possible with God. And guess what? She goes to visit. And that just sealed it, both for Elizabeth and for Mary. Because Elizabeth was waiting. There was something that Mary's coming needed to do in Elizabeth's womb. Glory. 
Zechariah had to be made mute so that he does not interfere. Because God could see that this man, his unbelief will cancel this miracle. So the best thing, let him be quiet till it happens. From now, let him learn sign language. <laughs> so his own action will be sign language. Glory to God. So, there are certain things that will require action. Alright? The action could vary. There's no one single action. Depends. And that's why you must ask, how? I believe, but how? Or, what should I do? Do you understand? What should I do? What can I do to make it happen? Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Part of what part of what we're going to do, we will pray. We're praying for ourselves. We're going to be praying for our families. Amen? Amen. Because I know with beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has some promises for your family. Do you believe that? Yes. Yeah. God has some promises for them and somebody has to stand (coughs) in that place to wage a good warfare so that it can happen. So you can take that step for them. So we're going to be dealing with our families. Glory to God. Then we're also going to be dealing with other saints who are in captivity, whom the enemy has held captive, whether it's spiritually or physically. We're going to be dealing with that. Wouldn't you like God to use your prayer? To free somebody. Your action. Imagine you you are here. And you are praying. And your prayer releases someone in Nigeria. Think about that. You didn't go there. You just prayed. And God used your prayer. To release this person. So we are going to be praying like that. This week. Amen. Amen. There's this lady, this girl in Nigeria, Leah. How many people have been seeing on social media? Huh? Leah must not die. Do you know that Boko Haram have set a date for her execution already? Yeah. The Lord visited Pastor Sam and told him that if you don't do something about this, I'm going to hold you responsible. Yeah. 
That's what led to all this. So we are going to join our voices. Amen. 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 We can't just say, well, you know, it's, it's any, it's people that die in, their f- in faith, you know, it is, there's a great reward. Y- yes, there's a great reward, but there are some that die prematurely. Yes, although it's for their faith, but if it was not part of God's plan for it to happen, and it happens because of the inaction of God's people. Yes. Huh? Because of the inaction of God's people, God is going to hold his people responsible. Amen. Yeah. Are you getting my point? Yes. And I can give you an example of that. My time is gone. But if you turn to the book of Acts chapter 12 quickly, Acts chapter 12, we'll, we'll, we'll finish on, with that. Acts chapter 12. And, and let's read from verse 1. It says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Okay? Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Okay? He killed James, the brother of um, John with the sword, and because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So, when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison. But, come on. Constant prayer prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Can you see that? So, if could it be that if the church had prayed when James was arrested, James's ministry would not have been cut short? Are you getting my point? So sometimes, because we don't act, we lose people. There are people who have died because we did not act. There are people who are in hell because we did not act. We did not go out to them. We did not speak to them. We, when God stirred our hearts, we didn't do anything. I'm telling you the truth. And we will account. We will. It's dangerous to be passive. Because it could be a matter of life and death. Not only will you lose God's blessing for your life if you don't do something about it. Not only will you lose that prophetic promise if you don't do something about it. You can lose people. Are you getting my point? You can lose people if you don't do something about it. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Because the church now woke up. We lost James. Now Peter, 
No! Everybody, prayer chain. Can you see? Constant prayer, non-stop prayer, marathon prayers. Going on. Day and night. People are taking turns and people are praying and praying and praying and praying. No, Lord, we are not going to lose Peter. So they lost James because they were insensitive. May we not lose people because of lack of sensitivity. May we not lose people because we're too caught up in our own world. Pursuing our own things that we cannot hear the voice of God. Let's stand up on our feet. My Lord, may the Lord deliver us from inaction. May the Lord deliver us from passivity. May the Lord deliver us from lack of sensitivity. Come on, why don't you just pray for yourself? Say, Lord, deliver me. Deliver me for, from, from passivity. Any kind of passivity in my life, let it go right now. We cannot just be coming to church and not doing what God wants us to do. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Stir us up. Stir us up, oh God. Stir us up. Help us to be sensitive. Help us, oh God. Wake us up from our slumber. Wake us up from our slumber. If there is anyone you want to send us to, Lord, speak to us. If there is anybody you want us to pray for, stir us up to pray for that person. If there's anyone you want us to reach out to, oh my Lord, awaken us, oh God, my Father, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us, oh God, for the times that we have been passive. Forgive us, oh God, for, for, for not being responsive to your promptings. Forgive us, oh God. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Mighty God. I give you praise. Let there be a stirring. Mighty God. Bring us to that place. Bring us to that place. Where we will act for you. Where we can bring in the harvest. Bring us to that place, oh God. Where we will look, lift up our eyes and see the fields white for harvest. Lift, help us, oh God, to see the fields. Help us, oh God, to see our neighbors the way you see them. Help us to see our friends the way you see them. Help us to see our relatives the way you see them help us to interpret oh god situations concerning other saints the way you see them help us not to be too self-absorbed deliver us oh god from ourselves
Help us to be more aware. Help us to be more aware, oh God. More aware. We don't want to lose people anymore. We don't want to lose our James. My Lord. We don't want to lose our family members. We don't want to lose our friends. We don't want to lose our brothers and our sisters. We don't want to lose our brethren, oh God. We don't want to lose our pastors and our apostles and our prophets and our evangelists and our pastors and, and, our, and our teachers. We don't want to lose them, oh God. My Lord, help us. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.